I look good. I mean, really good. Hey, everyone! Come and see how good I look! Not today, Satan. Not today. I'm just a long-haired son of a sinner Searching for new ways I can get gone I can't stop eating! I eat because I'm unhappy. I'm unhappy because I eat. It's a vicious cycle. Lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, envy, pride, fall foul to any of these vices, then your soul may be destined for hell. Well, or so they say. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to another riveting episode of your favorite live podcast. Dive into the shallows with us. Every single weekend. Now. The man with the master plan. Alex T-shirt. Good morning. Good evening, and possibly even good afternoon. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, and whenever you're listening to this, I thank you and I welcome you in to another adventure down this road of life we call Shallow Oceans. Oh, fans, it's so good to be welcomed by all the glorious people who live life in their own unique way and always adventure back to this place to ask me, how was my day? It's been a riveting time since we've last talked to each other. I've had plenty of adventures and I've been around the moon and back again and I've done so many new things. It always helps me evolve and I actually quite like taking some time off once in a while to further advance myself of not only how I think, but the way I see the world and to gain new perspective of myself and the reality we live in because once you realize nothing is real, that's when you can start to shape your own reality and the way you see the world. So I hope you're doing well and I'm so glad to be here tonight to talk to you about the things that have passed before I get into the topic ahead of us tonight. So as always, I love to ask you when was the last time you've done something for the first time? For myself, it's been actually going to Vegas. Yes, the city of sin, Las Vegas and emceeing an anime and car event at the Las Vegas Convention Center last month. Holy cow, it was a sensational time. I went all the way out there, so shout-outs to Vinyl Labs, Kristen and Frankie. They are the owners of the Vinyl Labs company, and they called me up as I was working here at Fox, and it was about 10 at night, and it was on Tuesday night, and I got a call from Frankie, which is the owner of Vinyl Labs. So I picked up, and I was like, what's up, Frank? How you living, my guy? And it was his lady, Kristen, and Kristen was like, Alex, I need you. And I was like, well, Kristen, hopefully uh, Frankie isn't around, because this can get kind of awkward. <laughs> and she was like, no stupid. I'm calling you because we need your help. The event that's taking place this weekend in Vegas, the MC through the other sponsor Gearhead Society, their MC is sick. And so they normally have a guy that does it. They have nobody. They wanted me to just be the person because it's too late to get anybody else. But I thought of you. And would you like to take advantage of this? The opportunity will drive you out there. Well, you can stay with us. The food's covered by us. We'll compensate you. Are you down for this opportunity? I said, give me till tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon, let me see if there's another producer to fill in for my shows, and boy oh boy, I'm going to make this happen if I can. Your boy went to Vegas, and I actually emceed an event, and it was unbelievable. It was called Be My Secret. It was a Cars and Anime Con, where it was a mix of all of these great anime vendors, plus all of these different people and their car groups that drove out for the Car Award show and to have a showroom full of cars. It was amazing, and they had two separate stages. I was in charge of going back and forth, and while I was going back and forth, I had to make sure to make announcements about the raffles that were coming up to do the itinerary, in a sense, for the day. Uh, what was coming up to make sure that they were keeping their pace for what was to happen. The raffle tickets were to go with them to promote the voice actors that were there as well. There was Erica Schroeder. There was also this guy, Josh Martin. Josh Martin was the Majin Buu guy. Erica Schroeder, she was the one that was the original Luffy. She's done the Pokemon one. She was uh, Nurse Joy. I think she was even my Dark Magician Girl. All of these great things.
things. And it was cool to not only be a part of this environment and to do something I know I was bred for, but also to talk to voice actors, to see how their life is, to see what they've been through. And then also I met this girl as well. She is a cosplayer. Her name is Kerrigan. I believe it's Kerrigan Taylor. I'll look this up as I'm talking. But what was so cool is being in an environment where everybody wanted to be there. And everybody was so excited to be a part of this environment and this life and doing these things that they were so fun and their passion, the things they enjoyed. Yes, her name was the Kerrigan Taylor. And she's a uh, cosplayer. She also does some modeling and stuff. And so she was a great person. Both the voice actors were very humbling. They had a great time with me. So I got to do a Q&A with them on stage. I got to host the cosplay event with Kerrigan, with all the people that dressed up for the event. It was unreal. And you know what it was to me? Kind of just getting wrapped everything up there for you as quick as I could. It was one of those situations where I was able to do the whole fake it till you make it mentality. And when I say fake it till you make it, it's more so like you keep putting yourself into a position where you think you want to do this, right? So you've thought to yourself, I want to be a doctor. So you go to medical school, you do all this stuff. And then until you're sitting there in front of your first patient by yourself and seeing if you can handle the monument of everything, everything to this moment where you want it to be, are you made for for it. Is this something that you truly want to do with your life? And until you get into that spot, you can never truly answer that question. And I was able to finally get myself to a position because I do want to be the Ryan Seacrest of the anime world with hosting shows, interviews, emceeing events, you name it, just a personality. I got to be in a position where, Alex, are you made for this? And I was. I definitely am. And it was a great time. So shout-outs again to Vinyl Labs, to Gearhead Society for the Be My Secret event. I had a great time, and Vegas was a sensational time. I can see why they call it the City of Sin. And you're probably understanding now why I wanted to go into this show tonight, which is called Seven Deadly Sins. <laughs> it's almost too perfect. Let's just say that. And I did want to actually record this while I was in Vegas and do a live one from out there. I brought all my equipment, but unfortunately, we were doing so much while we were out there, we never had a chance to record at all. So I just made sure to put it off until I had some time tonight to sit with you, as I'm always in the beautiful city of Los Angeles. So while I was sitting there, there was one other thing I did, by the way. I ate meat. Actual meat. And I haven't done that in a long time. Like, I'm talking five years, at least. And we went as a group, a lot of us together, to this, uh, it was a Korean barbecue spot. And so when we got there, I thought I was going to just keep doing what I usually do. Just get some stuff on the side, maybe some shrimp if I wanted to, to, you know, kind of break the code. But mostly stick to, like, their sides and stuff like that. But when we got there, the environment we were in, everything I was doing... Something inside of me in the place, it just kind of felt right. Nobody was pressuring me. I'm a grown-ass man. Ain't nobody going to make me do something I don't want to do. But something inside of me said, Alex, you know what? Tonight's the night. This is a moment that you were doing a lot, and you've been able to accomplish a lot. So enjoy yourself tonight. Have fun. And so I did. I had a lot of meat, a lot of rice, a lot of different steak and stuff like that. Uh, it was amazing. It was a great time. And surprisingly, my stomach did well. It didn't handle it bad or anything. I just felt kind of heavy because I can see why meat takes a lot longer to digest. And what was really fun is when we were walking through the strip and going around Vegas after we ate, I was getting like the meat sweats and I was getting like super vascular and feeling buff. So I was walking around the whole time. I was like, look at me, everybody. I've got the meat sweats. Ah! <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Not only did I eat meat, but I thought to myself, this is probably a great time to do seven deadly sins. And this is one of those ones where you're not too sure about where it would take you unless you sat down and kind of thought about the motion. And as I was driving into Vegas and I saw the bright lights in the distance, I saw all of the environment of the gambling, the buffets, the showrooms, I'm sure there's so much drugs, sex, alcohol, all this stuff going around, people who think they're bigger than they are, envy, all of these things. And I thought to myself, this is probably the one place in the world where you will absolutely find all of those seven deadly sins. And it kind of hit me because I think we really don't register about a lot of the things within our own lives and how we are very much so a part of the environment that we play. And unfortunately, we become a chameleon and we adapt so quickly to everything that's around us. It kind of sucks that we at times get so desensitized and also in a sense so neutralized. We're so just used to what we're being a part of and the subconscious actions. We tend to just be on autopilot. 
And so now when you're on autopilot, it's really hard for you to see yourself from an outside perspective and to really visualize the things you're doing wrong and to have a moment to stop and reflect and say, is this right for me? Is this something I should be doing? Is this the person that I've ultimately always wanted to be? Why am I falling into these traps? Why am I in this situation? Why is my life bad? Why am I depressed? Why am I having so these internal issues? Why am I so surrounded by people who don't care about me? Why is my life so negative? Why is all this energy bad? There's all of these questions that kind of start to revolve around the same things, which I do believe is a counterpart of the seven deadly sins. I mean, come on, let's be real with it. There's a reason why a lot of the stuff that the Bible talks about is very much so a premise of a good life and a good way to live. Uh, An example is the Ten Commandments. And I don't know if you've ever looked up the Ten Commandments, if you're not somebody who's ever read the Bible, but I I even recommend if you haven't, just to go on a, a quick internet search and search and type in the Ten Commandments and see what they talk about. And most of them, if not all of them, I believe most people are breaking. And unfortunately, They're a very simple premise of how to live a good life. Respect thy neighbors. Don't kill. Don't steal. Respect thy parents. Stuff that seems it should be so simple, right? Like things that you shouldn't even have to think twice about. But how many of us really do any of that stuff now? I mean, it's so rampant. I could almost argue mostly everybody falls prey to it. And it sucks because it's just simple formats of how to live. And I mean, even if you want to go on a deeper level, because, you know, I like to throw you guys a bone sometimes, you should look up the Georgia Guidestones. And look up these guidestones of how these are the new Ten Commandments for the new world. Uh, it's, it's some crazy stuff, but just look them up. Georgia Guidestones, two words. But as I kept going down this road and I thought about life and these seven deadly sins, I wanted to go through all seven of them with you. And I wanted to describe the way I see them and how people suffer from them and then eventually evolve the conversation as we love to do here and get you a little bit closer to self-reflecting and kind of viewing yourself about what we're doing, right, and how we see ourselves. So let's see if I can name all of them for you real quick before I go into it. Sloth, pride, lust, wrath, gluttony, greed, envy, the seven deadly sins. So let's start with sloth. We all do fall prey to this. We all would rather do less than more. There's always going to be situations where we would like to just lay around, just watch TV all day. I don't want to go out today. I was out all week for work. I don't want to do this. I'd rather stay at home. I don't want to go out with my friends tonight. I'd rather just do this. Yeah, I know I said I should clean my car, but uh, it's okay. You know what? I did want to make dinner tonight and go shopping, but I'll just order takeout. You know, I did think about maybe going out and trying something new or finding a better job, but I'm too tired for that. I'll I'll do it when the time's right. Sloth is one thing that unfortunately is probably a big killer of dreams. It's one of those ones that'll actually deter you from actually removing you from the path that you should be walking down, whether it be through relationships, whether it be through friendships, whether it be through business relationships, business opportunities, or even just setting yourself up for success in ways that could benefit you ultimately from growing a different perspective, or even maybe changing your outlook on life as a whole, or maybe the way you're going with things. Because if you think about it, What's the one thing we always love to do as kids, especially in school? And if you didn't do this, then you were just on top of it or you had great parents that were on top of you, too. Um, But procrastination. A lot of us did. A lot of us were procrastinating our homework because we knew, oh, it's Monday. It's due Friday. And then you're up late on Thursday just trying to get your report done. Um, Even in college or whatever it was, think about it as paying your bills. Most people never pay on early. They'll always pay just on time or unfortunately a day late. Uh, Think about with friendships when you get a text message from somebody. You know what? I just read it. I could respond to it, but I'll get back to it later. I got stuff to do right now. I'm not in the mood to talk. There's a lot of stuff. And so unfortunately, again, I think it does trickle into our lifestyle. And when I mentioned that I think it takes you away from where you could go and the different ways it could take your life to benefit you, imagine this. So most of us, if not all of us, are going to be working a nine to five for our entire lives. Unfortunately, retirement and Social Security is dwindling down really rapidly. And unfortunately, for a lot of younger people, it might not be there. It might not be there at all. So that's kind of scary because that means unless you have money saved up, which most people don't because good luck with the environment, the inflation, the economy, and also most of us are living paycheck to paycheck. I think like 90% of people are, 95, whatever it was. That's a lot of people who are stuck in the system, that are stuck in this rat race. And so if you're stuck in a position where, one, you're not making as much as you should, which most people are not, uh, two, you don't have the availability to save extra money or to get yourself into starting a side business or anything like that, which you should, but you're slothful, you end up being stuck. And then by the time you get older, it's too late. 
and now your life is too far gone. And when I say too late, you had a lot of opportunities, but you just didn't want to do it. You had people around you that wanted to start things, but you never initiated it. You had opportunities yourself where you had an idea, something popped in your mind that you thought would have been fun to start, but you did nothing with it. You wanted to write a book one day because you thought about so many great ideas, but you never took the time to start. You wanted to make music because you're always one of those people that sings in the shower and people have told you you have such a beautiful voice. You never recorded anything. You're a chef and you love to cook at home. You always thought about maybe starting your own page and making these things on social media for people to follow along, to start a following. You never posted one. It's kind of interesting, right? How one of the biggest killers to dreams and to opportunities and to moving forward is slothfulness, being a sloth. It's sad. It really is. Because I think that is one of the things where it's now going to negate us in a lot of factors. And unfortunately, as I was talking about with 95% of people working paycheck to paycheck, if you're working a nine to five, a full-time job, if you want to get out of the system and break out of it, the times you're not working is when you should be continuously working, but now for yourself. Because you have to find a way to provide for yourself so that way you can save some money on the side to start something else on the side to eventually make that your full-time job. But it's going to take a lot of work. I'm talking about all of your time where you have no more free time, where you're not going out and partying anymore. You're not going to the clubs. You're not trying to get drunk. You're not trying to get high. You're not trying to just waste time. You're trying to amplify and use everything to the max because you're only given so many hours in a day. You're only giving so much time within a a year, within your moments. You're only giving so much within your lifetime. Eventually, the sand runs out. As soon as we're born, that sand clock is flipped upside down, and we have a set amount of sand in our clock. Sees how much we use, right? Just be aware of it. Don't be slothful. Do not let yourself be comfortable with just putting things off. If something comes on your mind, do it instantly. Create that habit. Do not get comfortable with just sitting around and just waiting for somebody else maybe to spark the idea. For example, say you miss somebody. Don't just wait around and be like, I'll text them later. They'll probably text me. You know, they never responded. Do it. Just do it. Just go ahead and take advantage of it because you never know when the last moment will be. You never know when an opportunity will pass you by. And you never know when you will not be able to take that chance again. Create healthy habits. Get it done right away. You know what I do, for example, and I love to cook? As soon as I'm done cooking, I wash the dishes. You want to know why? Why wait? Why have a pile of things waiting for me after I stuff my face with a beautiful dish I've made? That just doesn't seem enjoyable to me. You know what I do? Cover it, leave the heat on low, and wash the dishes for about five, six, whatever minutes it takes. And then you can lay down, sit down, watch TV, whatever you enjoy while you're eating your food. That's a good way to do it. It's about being proactive. Starting your day drinking water and going to the gym. So waking up an hour earlier so you can make time for the gym. It's possible, but you don't want to do it. Or maybe after your shift, go for an hour before you head home, but you're tired now, so you don't want to do it. It all comes down to us and keeping ourselves accountable. So be very aware of being slothful. Be very aware of being comfortable of doing nothing because we can get into these habits and I see it happening all the time. There's a reason why my days, Monday through Friday, are the busiest days of my week because I do a lot within those days. I have to commute two hours in total each day. I have an hour and a half for the gym. I have another 30 minutes that's to make my smoothies when I get here. Then another 30 minutes to make my food while I'm working and then running radio shows, editing podcasts in between, editing content, TikTok, all of that. I'm always doing something with my time because I never know how much I have left. So kind of have a reality check and be aware that don't be slothful. Do not be lazy. Do not be comfortable with just wasting time. Do something with your time. Don't get me wrong. There's always time where it's good to do nothing. I'm not saying that there isn't moments where you should relax and breathe, but make sure you're comfortable with where you are before you start acting comfortable. Okay. There's a big reason why I don't game as much as I used to. I'm not happy with where my life is. So if I'm not happy with today where my life is, why am I going to act like I am? You feel me? Because if I'm acting like I am, that means I'm doing things and I'm not trying. I'm not enjoying yet because I'm not enjoyable for the moment yet. I need to hustle more. So be aware of that. Let's go to pride and how I feel pride. Oh boy, man. How many people are way too proud, way too prideful, way too boastful, way too overly confident and just way too egotistical, just way too much. How many people are with that, right? And I almost think pride is cohesive with wrath. I think they're really close to each other, but we'll start with pride. Pride is not a good thing. Um, There's a reason why it's a seven deadly sin, and there's a reason why the gay community touts it. 
as one of their things. I am proud, gay and proud. I am Pride Week, Pride Month, whatever it is. That's a scary concept because to me, with having too much pride uh, comes arrogance, becomes way too over the top of arrogance. Like I'm, I'm talking about where you're somebody who is so big headed, you will not listen and take any advice or any word from anybody else but yourself. Like I'm talking, you're so full send, you're not going to make time for nobody. You know how scary that is? You know how many people that probably destroys around you and how many relationships that'll destroy as well? Do you know how arrogant you have to be to be so encompassing with yourself? I mean, it almost turns into narcissists and narcissistic tendencies. Look at people now, for example, with social media and how far we have gone from what we used to be. We're Gaston now. That is from Beauty and the Beast, the guy that always stared at himself in the mirror and loved his looks, this big hunky dude, which is so intoxicated into himself and was a dumb oath, couldn't even read and was just couldn't fathom the fact that Bell doesn't like me. Are you kidding me? Look at me. You know, it's just, why Why would we be okay with that? Why are we going to be so full of pride that we no longer believe that nobody else can outdo us? Nobody is better than us. We are literally the best of the best, the best looking guy, this and that. We're just so arrogant and so over the top. I don't think we realize how disgusting that really is. Because why would we want to be so so over the top with ourselves? Why are we going to be so filled with pride that we push other people away and start actual issues with other people? Where we destroy relationships and challenge people and actually make other people feel bad about themselves or bully people or just turn into this negative entity where you don't appreciate things in your life because you're just so proud. I'm just so full of pride. I'm never wrong. I'm always right. It just... It's a scary way to live, man. I mean, think about it from, again, when I brought up the gay communities. You know how much of them are so over-the-top flamboyant when you don't have to be? Let's be realistic here, okay? I'm a man. I'm heterosexual. I'm straight. The fact is, when you're a male, uh, there's a thing now where they use, which is fun, where they're like, you're over-masculinity. It's just too much. It's over-intoxicating. It's just, oh, it's it's too much. You're, you're over-masculinating right now. Are you mansplaining it to me? Like, come on. I don't need to sit here and like, what's up, ladies? It's great to see you. Yeah, you know it. Yeah, for sure, dude. I don't need to talk like that to prove that I'm a man or a manly person or I have testosterone flowing through me. Just like when you hear these over-the-top gay people, they don't need to be that flamboyant, but they do it because they're proud. They're showing off their pride. That's why they'll walk around in like a rainbow G-string on a parade and they'll flag their stuff around and just be over flamboyant when it's like you don't need to be. You can love who you are. There's nothing wrong with that. But again, that's why pride is a scary thing. It trickles into everything. Go to businesses now too, where you have employees that work for you and you won't listen to what they have to say. It's your way or the highway. You know what needs to be done because you're in a position of power. And if people don't listen to you, they can get the F out. This is my job. This is my place. You're part of my domain. And if you don't listen... Go ahead and walk out that door, and I hope it hits you on the way out, because you obviously weren't meant for this job. You know how proud you got to be for that? Come on now. I'm not saying that you can't be a leader, but how arrogant are you that you can't listen to your own people? The ones that are in the gutters, that are working for you, that are in the trenches, on the war front, and you're back in a castle just touting your staff around. Come on now. Just be very aware of that. I think when we're too filled with pride and we have too much pride within us and we're just too boastful and we're too over the top and proud, it can be scary, man, because then you can create these bad situations for yourself. You can push other ways when they're really trying to help you. You can fight off people and start tensions and create all of this negativity and jealousy and just don't have any of that. You don't want to have people that are envious of you in a bad way, which I will get to envy, by the way. You don't want to have that. You don't want to create a bad relationship with people and leave a bad taste in their mouth. Don't burn bridges. And I feel like having a lot of pride will do that because you're not going to admit when you're wrong. Why would you? You're never wrong. You know, so be very aware, please. Uh, And just be cautious of this one, because there's nothing wrong with confidence. I think confidence is a good thing to have, because when you're confident in yourself, you know what you're capable of. But when you're confident, you're always very humble as well. You're somebody that knows their abilities and their strengths, and you'll carry yourself with it. But you'll never be too far out of the way. You're going to make sure you take your time to do the things you need to and won't push yourself to too much of an extraneous length where you're actually holding yourself back. So whereas arrogance, I think that will happen. I think if you're somebody that's too arrogant and you're too proudful, you won't be able to take these situations affirmatively and respectably, and you won't take the initiation needed because why would you? You know what you need to do. You know exactly what you need to do. I'm always right. Don't be that. Just be confident. Know that you can do it. Set yourself up for success. 
put yourself in those positions where you can kind of take a step back and look and be like, you know what? I was right. I could do this. And I'm glad I did this because now I know I was able to. So be careful of that for me. Those are two big ones and uh, they can hit you a lot. This third one and this one, boy, oh boy, do I feel bad for all my young kings and queens out there, how much we suffer from the skin and we're so attached to it. Lust. Oh, lust. The attraction to the skin, to beauty. Being so encompassed with just being forever young, being so attracted, showing our bodies off, trying to have the perfect Olympian physique for males and taking all these terrible supplements and testosterone pills and all these, who knows, all this uh, test boosters and steroids just to look like a Greek god and destroying yourself from the inside out. And all these women doing all of these crazy methods of mass amount of makeup, all of these crazy type of Botox, plastic surgery, waist training, making themselves look a certain way to hold a certain fashion statement, trying to make their lips more voluptuous, all of these things, and just totally being attached to their looks and being so attached to the skin and being all a part of that. And that defines them as their image, as to who they are, their value. And they only see people that actually have that look as value. And then you're so attached to the body and the skin that you'll give up yourself for it. You'll be attached to it, addicted to it, to self-pleasure, to sleeping with others, turning into a nympho, a nymphomania, being attached and having a sex problem and being so stuck within that world that you can't see outside of what is in front of you. You're thinking with your dick. There's that song. Pretty in the face, but you super thick. I'm just thinking with my dick. <laughs> my shit's dumb. It's true. There's a reason why a lot of that stuff is hidden in plain sight. I'll say again. I feel for you guys. I really do. Because all the time I scroll through TikTok now or through Instagram or any of these platforms, which I'm taking a big step back from, it's only going to be for promoting myself. There's no need for it. Every time I kind of go through it, you lose sense of more of yourself in reality because of how many people are just locked into this, this meta world now that this has turned into their new reality and focus. That's why people don't do much outside of it now. But just the amount of women, women that I see that I think could be truly beautiful women, if they just love themselves and they didn't care about posting themselves, they didn't care about showing off their bodies, about wearing these little short skirts or skimpy outfits and doing it for views and likes when, what's the point, man? What's really the point of social media? I'm so lost because to myself, I feel like social media should be very simple. Social media should be to promote your passion, your hobby, your business, or things you enjoy and you want to gain a following to either sell it, to create a bigger business brand, social aspects on that, or for yourself if you're trying to be a personality. But anybody that I see that has a massive following that calls himself an influencer, you're not influencing anything. You're de-evolving a species. You're making people stupid because most of them are just narcissistic assholes that are too prideful that it makes no sense for me. And I'm so lost. Lost for words. So when I see these people, and I don't understand like... If you're not using social media for that aspect, then why isn't your account private and you're just sharing with the people you love and you only have the ones that are close to you to share your important life stories with? Because otherwise, why do random people need to be seeing your life? I really don't get it. I didn't make any of my social platforms with the intent of trying to build a following for no reason other than validation, just for monopoly money, because I want to be attached to my phone and just see stuff like, really, that's that's what we're at right now. That's that's what we're accepting, huh? That's OK. So, uh, ladies, if I see a bunch of bathing suit pics on your page and you're public and you have thousands of followers, but you doing nothing with it and just leaving dumb quotes like pray for Ukraine, but my cheeks are spread on the beach. OK. I can definitely see how far we've come. You're falling into the lust factor. You're giving in to the lust, the skin. You're being attached to something that has no value. I just really am sad for a lot of us, for the human species as a whole, that we've fallen this far from what it means to be a good person. I just don't understand who we're trying to appease. What are we searching for? What, what will make your life better? What is this false application to it, right? And then what's really sad is these people who have big followings on there and they're not doing anything good with it. Thousands of people will comment and they don't comment to any of them. Maybe one or two. Maybe they'll like one of them, but that's it. Are you kidding me? On the TikTok page I just made for the new anime podcast I'm starting, by the way, which is called Anime Senpai Podcast. I'm no longer doing Weeb Nation. Uh, me and my co-host just different ideologies and beliefs and philosophies, so we went our separate ways. The anime one, I just started a TikTok, so I made two videos now. And the first one I made was for an Aaron Yeager one, for Attack on Titan. 
It did extremely well. It's already got like over 10,000 or 12,000 views, whatever it is. And there was 100 comments people left for me right out the get-go. And I made sure to respond to every single one because if people are taking time to write their thoughts and their feelings and their own personal take on it and their beliefs to the character or the story, I'm going to respond because you're taking time to not only watch a video I made for you as a branding building and to make something to entertain you, but if you're going to make your time to comment it because I think time is the most valuable thing in this world, I'll respond to you. Because that's what I should do. I don't care if I get hundreds of thousands of comments. I'll spend time responding to them. Because if I'm at that big, if I'm at that big of a level where that many people are listening, I'm going to take my time to tell you thank you for listening or to chop it up with you. Because that's the whole premise of why I do this podcast. By the way, this podcast is me having a single conversation with you. This isn't for a giant fandom. This isn't for thousands of people. It's just for you. And that's why I love doing this because I hope it helps you see things differently, or it sparks ideas, or you're sitting there talking to the radio you're listening because that's what I like to do is I'm sitting here challenging both of our beliefs. So make sure you try to do that as well and you try to find a different way to go about it. So I will always value people who value me. So that's why it's important. So try to make sure you see past the lust factor, that you're not getting stuck to the skin, to the flesh. You're not going to get attached to somebody just for their flesh, just for the sex, because that's why I went celibate. That's why I removed myself from chasing the flesh, chasing women, and chasing sex, because that stuff makes you addicted to something that is further sucked into this deadly sin society, this sucked into this mortal shell of a coil. We're not supposed to be attached to these things. Sex should be something you share with somebody on a level that you have a deep connection with. Because when you make love, love will always triumph over just having hookups and good sex. I promise you that. It is always better. It's always going to be. That is one of the pinnacles of what you should be working towards in a relationship is to find someone to connect with. Because I believe you exchange a lot more than just bodily fluids, okay? There's a lot more to all of that. Vibrations are very relevant in our life. Everything we do as human beings, our whole fiber of being, and uh, probably our creation is a species is a lot deeper than any of us know and the power that is conducted from all of it is very powerful that's why i believe these pornography channels and movies and all this stuff and just watching porn and all this self-pleasuring it's a bad thing there's a reason why it says to not do it and to stay away from it i'm not saying to fear it i'm not saying to be one of those people that burns the eyes and is like how dare the demon no i'm just being realistic and i'm saying that save it for the right person because the more you give it out to people the bigger the hole you're going to make in yourself and you're going to start to feel empty and it's going to remove you from the actual premise of what it's supposed to be there for. It's like anything. If you're stuck within wealth and you always know wealth and you were born in a wealthy family, you don't know struggle. You don't know hardship. So you don't know how to appreciate things. So be careful. Do not get sucked into your own looks. Do not get stuck in somebody else for only their value of what the skin offers. Do not be stuck in all of that and be too proud for yourself to where you're addicted to just good looking people and always trying to tempt them with your body. Don't do that. Okay. Be better than that. Use your mind. Be a sapiosexual. Find attraction in somebody's soul, in their mind, their intellect. That's a good way to do it. Uh, Wrath, the fourth one. Wrath is very much so a cohesive one that I think with pride. And wrath, this is one that you see being very prevalent in today, and it does worry me, and it scares me. Because look at the outlash of emotional instability that we have and mental instability within this country today, not even around the world. We'll just do it within our own country, with how... Mass shootings are now a regular thing uh, with school shootings. Let's go to church shootings. Let's go to grocery store shootings, nightclub shootings, where people are going to places where we should have to never worry and taking lives, taking a lot of lives maliciously. And I think that nobody in their right mind would ever do anything close to that or even have that thought cross their mind. And I do believe now we're in a weird time where monkey see, monkey do. And we are getting into a mental place that is even further away from stability. It's instability. And a lot of people have conversations about things that are not going to fix the issue about gun control and saying gun control is the issue. It's not the issue. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. And it's the same thing with cars. There's been times where cars drive through parades. They drive through city walks, through people just walking down certain areas or whatnot. And they kill a lot of people and hurt a lot of people. We don't start saying we need tougher license policies or more restrictions for when you have to go and renew it. No, nah, we know it's a deadly weapon. Cars are very deadly. And you can hurt a lot of people, including yourself. There's no difference with guns. And so with wrath people aren't really realizing the grand scope of what I'm trying to say just yet. There is something wrong within the human minds right now, and it has sparked wrath within humans. 
on both sides, both spectrums, political, whatever your beliefs are by yourself, and how we handle situations to where people want to react in such a vicious way, an aggressive way, almost a prehistoric way, you could say, where you go back to a mammalistic instinct rather than using your intellect as a conscious being. Uh, It's scary. It really is. And I don't think anybody's talking about the most important thing where people are unable to control themselves now. So if somebody walks in on their wife cheating on them, they'll flip out, beat up everybody, maybe even shoot them themselves, freak out, not be able to handle themselves. People aren't able to digest things properly. Why do you think that depression is probably at its all-time highest? Uh, Suicide at an all-time highest. Mass shootings. Um, You want to talk about domestic abuse, physical abuse, battery, assault. It's unbelievable to me. Road rage. Are you kidding me? Do you know how many people that I see are so upset about somebody cutting them off that they freak out and they're just waiting? They're just on that little verge, just waiting to snap. They're just that paper hanging off the side of a desk, just waiting for that breeze to come by to swoop them away. Man, it's scary. It's scary to know how far we've fallen, that people are not able to realize that we are our own ships in an ocean. We are our own boats floating throughout this sea, and no water will ever get onto our ship unless we allow it to. And then once we allow it to, the floodgates are open, and we will sink entirely. We need to be able to control ourselves more. We need to be able as individuals to think thoroughly of every situation, and we need to be able to remove ourselves in the moment to not cause anything further, to take a second to breathe and come back to the situation if we notice we are starting to be uncontrollable. Your emotions should never take control of you, ever. Your emotions should be your ally. Emotions should be on the side to help you further the passion behind what you're saying. They should never be the driving force. If your emotions are the ones that are taking control of you, take a step back. Remove yourself. If you're in a situation where you're talking to somebody and they're getting too hot, too over the top, just say that not enough. We're no longer able to talk. We're not having a debate right now. De-evolving into something worse. This is getting spiteful. This is getting angry. With yourself, I need you to start asking yourself, how do I handle situations? So when you hear about a situation and how does it make you feel? Are you getting passionate or are you getting enraged? Are you talking to somebody and you guys have polar opposite beliefs, right? About everything to a T on whatever you're talking about. Are you guys starting to get hot? Starting to get kind of a little intense? You guys are starting to yell and shout at each other. Stop. Walk away. You should never allow somebody to hold something against you. You should always be able to forgive somebody. And you're not forgiving them for them. It doesn't matter what they do to you. And I'm talking about small things as just, say, stealing, not calling you back, just leaving you on red, even to the extreme of saying they kill somebody in your family. Forgive them. And you're not forgiving them for them. You're forgiving them for yourself. Because you're not forgiving them and forgetting. You remember now, so you can set boundaries of what you allow to come into your life. But you forgive them because holding on to these things will never help you. They're lessons. Learn from them. They're teachings. Be able to grow yourself in your mind. There would be so much hurt in my heart to know that one of us, including you listening to this show, have allowed other people to emotionally enrage you to hurt somebody else or to hurt yourself or to allow you to think worse of yourself or down on yourself or to become so enraged and so overly the top with these emotions to where you start acting without even concept of thought anymore. Your thoughts out the window now and now you're just being on a rage. Eyes are red. You're just like a bull and all you see is red and you're just going to keep going until eventually you stop. Be cautious of that, please. Don't be too quick to act or too quick to judge. Just take some time and take a seat back. Wrath is one of those things where it's going to get a lot of us in trouble and unfortunately lead to a lot of demise. And even on a grander scale, as I started with, it's a lot of issues now with other people. And we got to be very aware of this and uh, pray. Pray for these people. Have them in your heart because apparently nobody wants to have simple discussions anymore. Politics have just taken over our world. So be very aware of that and don't allow yourself to get too emotionally enraged. Take a breath, take a second and walk away if you need to. It's always okay to come back another day. Uh, Gluttony. This one is a fun one now. So the fifth one, gluttony. If you ask me to describe the thing that I think is probably the worst within this country and probably the world now, 
Oh, without a doubt, it's gluttony. We eat way too much. We waste way too much food. And where our eyes are always way bigger than our stomachs are. You know why I say that? Because I do it all the time. I'm the guy that always wants to get two massive burritos, barely eats one, and like, ah, all right, that wasn't a smart idea. But I knew I wanted to. I see the glorious of I have two hands right here, Poppy. Let me get burrito left and burrito right, and let me start working it. <laughs> Sounded dirty. Uh, no, that is not true at all. Gluttony is one of the worst things for us because we eat so much here in this country. I posted a little while back on my Instagram story about the obesity rates within our country and how from 1990 to now 2020, within 30 years, how the obesity rate within each single state is over 50% and that people who are morbidly obese, it's over 30%. It's unreal. And child obesity in children is over 30, 40%. It's unfreaking real. And don't even get me started on the fact that our food and the stuff that's within our food is disgusting and totally just shoved with so much of this dumb ass crap filler substances and just chemical compounds that are not only destroying your insides but have nowhere to go and nowhere to digest it turns into all this fatty buildup and acid buildup it's just it's disgusting no wonder that autism is at an all-time high with children and adhd and all this shit because why is red 40 and all these child food and just cereal and snack go look it up it's disgusting but gluttony We all suffer from, man. You cannot tell me we are not gluttons, where we look always forward to food. We always want to eat. We're always looking forward to it. We always want to stuff our face. We're always thinking about food. We just ate breakfast, and now we're already looking forward towards lunch. We're looking forward to dinner. What am I going to cook this weekend? Oh, I'm excited for this. You know how much of gluttons we are? Are you kidding me? Bruh, you cannot sit here and tell me you ain't no glutton. You would be lying to my face. I will say this. I am probably one of the people that has done a great job of removing the seven deadly sins from his life. I'm telling you, I am almost batting a perfect game here. But you know what I still fall in suit to? Where I still catch myself slipping at time? Gluttony. I still see it happening. I already did it today where I walked up to one of my buddies here, the producers at Fox. I was like, bro, tomorrow, consinero, get ourselves a couple burritos. I'm already doing it. I'm falling into the part. And you know, I'm sure you're sitting there like, oh, come on. It's not, it's not that extreme. Like, come on, dude. You're just talking about the food the next day with a buddy. No, that's a part of gluttony where all you're doing is thinking about food. Your life revolves around food. All you want to do is talk about food. It's not good. It's not healthy. It is a bad way to live because eventually, for a lot of people, it turns into comfort food, where now you have been stimulating your endorphins with the amount of food you're eating, and then the society we live in validates obesity and says, you're beautiful in your body. You don't have to have a set standard of beauty. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the Victoria's Secret models are healthy. Most of them barely even eat food, which is not healthy at all. But still, gluttony is not a correct form of living. You shouldn't be somebody who lives to eat. It's not how it should be. And most people, that is how it should be for them. I'm speaking the truth. You can hate on me all you want, but I know it's true when Jack said, you can't handle the truth. It's true. I fall victim to gluttony as well. When I go to the supermarket, I buy stuff I don't need to eat, but I do it. Because we're just stuck with that mindset. Too much food. And then don't even get me on the wasting factor. You know how much food we be wasting? Bruh, go through yourself in your day with how much food you throw away when you clean out your fridge or whatever you don't finish, your leftovers. Imagine that on a scale of supermarkets and how they have deadlines for food, best of, date buy or whatever it is. And then they throw away pounds and pounds of food. Yet we have starving people dying every single year. Come on, dog. How do we not have this thing together yet? How have we not gotten our shit right? How have we not gotten together as a populace and just said, okay, we got to fix this. Why are we eating so much bull crap? Why are we filling ourselves with so much crap? All this junk food, fast food. Look at the lines at McDonald's. Are you kidding me? I'll be nice if I call that food. That is not food. That is not gelatinous anything that you should be putting in your stomach. I have no idea what that stuff is. It's disgusting. And people eat it. And you know what sucks too? And this plays into a fact with gluttony. It's not cheap to eat healthy, man. I'm somebody who prides himself in making smoothies every day on this stuff, and it ain't cheap. You kidding me? 
I can barely get by with it. What do you think I got in entertainment? <laughs> it was to talk to you, obviously, but just be pleased, careful of that. Don't eat more than you need to. Don't be stuck, sucked into this food mindset where you're always looking forward to food. When can I eat? I want to eat. Let me eat. Let's get some food. Let's do this. Our social environment should not revolve around food, okay? You see what I'm saying here? We're like, let's get together and get some beers and food. Why can't we just chill? Like, why can't we go for a hike or go work out? Why does it have to always be food? Like, come on, bro. Unless it's a date or something, I get it. You want to cook dinner for him, enjoy with some wine company, that is fine. But again, y'all, we need to be aware of how much we're eating. And you want to know how I say that? Just look around you when you walk around. Look at what people are eating when you go to places. Less is more. Less is more. Please be aware. Okay, two more before we get through this. I know you guys have been here for a long time, and I'm doing my best for you here. Greed. Oh, boy, greed. Wanting to own everything. Wanting to own the world. Wanting to have all the money possible. Oh, man. You know how many people fall to greed? Woo! All the celebrities, all those multi-gazillia, billia, trillionaires, all those people who have more money than they'll ever need in their life. Bezos, Elon Musk, Bill Gates. And you know what's funny? They never do anything with it. They always spend it on the dumbest stuff, invest in the bullshit stuff that doesn't help anybody. They never use it for good. They're always just stacking more. And then they buy professional teams just to have like their own chessboard. So it's like basically rich people Madden is what it is. While we play it on a small scale, they're playing it on a big scale because they have the money. Why not? They can invest it and sell it back. It's disgusting to me. It's so disgusting to me that there are so many homeless people and people who are suffering or within, as I mentioned, the 95% of people who are working paycheck to paycheck in this daily rat race, that capitalism, which so many people attest by and say, capitalism is great. The American dream. Uh, You got to be asleep to have dreams. But okay, still be asleep if you believe in American dream. You can become anything here. You can climb. Uh, That is a false narrative. The reason why they give you quote unquote the falseness of starting your businesses and growing and all that stuff is because the more money you make, the more they can tax. So rather than them telling you what to do, like in a bug's life where you're born and the queen's like, worker, soldier, worker, uh, they let you quote unquote pick your job. So when you quote unquote do, you can pay more taxes because you're happier now since you chose what you wanted to get into. It's all part of the plan. Uh, greed is not good for anybody. Greed will destroy you. It will destroy families. Like, let me tell you now, if I won the lotto and I gave you $10 million, let's just say, uh, you're about to have a lot of family issues. Just a heads up. You're going to have a lot of aunts and uncles, nieces, nephews, old boyfriends, girlfriends, moms, dads, grandpas, grandmas. They're all going to be hitting you up real quick and be like, you know, I'm suffering. I need this. Oh my God. Congrats. This is so big. I need help. This and that. A lot of people's hands start coming out. A lot of them. And they ain't doing nothing for it, right? Well, it's easy when you have money. People want to be greedy. They want you to spread the wealth. Why are you going to be the one? Why wouldn't you help me out? Uh, Because I know if the roles were switched, you would not be doing it for me. That's the sad thing here. And what hurts, again, my heart hurts so much on these seven deadly sins. There's people with so much money that we can make a big difference in this world and they do nothing with it. We'll literally have people sell out their own family members for money, step over their family, their wives, nieces, nephews, husbands, just for a couple bucks. That's disgusting, y'all. That is seriously heart-wrenching and disgusting. You can think about it from every aspect of life, too, of how people come into money and what they do with it, right? Like, which aspects will they take it? Will they be able to make a change? Will they be able to help themselves with it or make a change to the world? Like Akon, for example. My homie Akon was huge. Like, I'm talking, he had a good run for a little bit where he was the top artist. He was getting played everywhere. It was like a Fetty Wap run, right? Like, this guy was in a lot of music in a lot of places, and he was making a lot of money where he was talking about this house in the hills he had. It was like an all white place. He had his own gas station on the estate, his helicopter. He had pet lions, all this stuff, right? Like I'm talking, he was a multi, 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 multi millionaire. And he said he woke up one day, looked around himself and said, what am I doing? What am I doing with all of this? He's like, I'm literally doing nothing. And you know what this man did? After waking up and having almost his coming to Christ moment and realizing that he has the position now and the power to make change for people on a grand scale to help them change their lives forever, because his life has already changed forever, forever, he goes to Africa and starts making sustainable energy things to give them electricity out there. Are you kidding me? 
What a amazing story to show somebody who, again, I can't speak on greed for him, but I'm just saying that the way he spent his money and things he was doing, it's very greedy. You're just spending it all on yourself and doing nothing with it. Woke up and had that coming to Christ moment in a sense and decided, you know what? I'm going to help people. I'm going to go out there and seriously do difference for people in an indigenous area, especially in one of the oldest homelands in Africa, and help them make sustainable recurring energy. Amazing, right? I've thought about it now. And there was people who did like a fun survey where they talked about Bezos, who has like billions and billions of dollars, right? And they said, if he gave everybody in the world like a million dollars or whatever it was, or like everybody in the United States a million dollars, it'd be like 350 million or whatever it was, or even in the world, right? Like 7 billion people, it'd be like whoever, I don't remember how much money it was they were talking about, but they were like, he'd still have more money than he'll ever need to spend. Isn't that crazy? You could literally change the world, but it would make so an upside down, I guess, system for these wealthy people. They don't want it. They wouldn't do it. They're scared of that stuff. It's just unbelievable, man. It blows my mind on how these just simple numbers and dollars will destroy people forever. It'll break apart relationships where men, I've seen men who are like, there's no way I can be with a woman that makes more money than I am. (laughs) Who cares, dog? That's just good to know that your relationship is thriving then. And that means one of you, if you all want to have kids, one of you can stay there and raise the children. You know how cool that is to say that one of you guys can stay at home to raise your kids? That's a job itself, yo. Ain't two people need to be the breadwinner. The goal is to have one person make the bread and the other one stay at home and raise your children to be outstanding citizens for society. Because let me tell you, if you ain't raising your kids, somebody else is. And y'all should be scared about if the world raises your kids because look around us right now. We ain't doing too good. So don't be too greedy. Don't let money destroy you, a relationship, your family's relationships, or even like something that could start with a significant other. Be very aware of it, okay? Don't be too greedy. Spend money if you can. I'm not saying being dumb and be like just wasteful with your money. Of course, be smart so you don't have to suffer, live paycheck to paycheck, but just be open with it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> just be able to make yourself set for success, save when you need to, start a business, make a good amount of money, and help people, man. Like, you know what's the biggest flex I'd say? And one thing that I'm going to accomplish in my lifetime is to help my mom retire. I think when you can retire your own mom and pay for all her bills, her house, whatever it is, her fun, and she ain't got to work no more. I think that's the biggest flex anybody can do in their life to retire their moms, man. That's a cool thing. So be aware of it. Greed will destroy people from the inside out. You can have all the money in the world and ain't going to solve no problem. More money, more problems. Remember that. And the last one which uh, I suffered way too much of as a kid and was a big reason why my relationship was a little rocky towards the end. And uh, I always had issues with myself and looking at other people. A lot of people suffer from this is envy and being envious of people around you, being envious of the world and envious of what others have and what you do not have. And you're always like, it's not fair. Why does he have this? I want that. You're disgusting. And then bringing other people down to make yourself feel better because in doing so, you think it'll fill that hole that's in your heart. Misery loves company almost, right? So you kind of feel internally like if you can make other people feel bad, you'll be validating the time that you've been spending on yourself uh, wastefully, right? So like if I'm making other people feel bad, it'll make myself feel better because now they're down here with me. Yeah, they're not good enough. No, they're not good at all. Yet inside and internally, they're trying their best to be like you. They're envious of you. The whole Michael or yeah, it's like the whole Michael Jordan thing from way uh, back in the day, the commercial, the whole anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. And it's funny because it's like, why? Why are we in competition with each other? It's some of the dumbest thing I always hear where they'll say there's always somebody out there that's better, smarter, faster, stronger. It's like, yeah, it's true. But I got to be in competition with them. The only person you should ever be in competition with is yourself because yourself is the only person who should ever want to better yourself. It is not anybody else's job to make you better. Even though I'm somebody who likes to do it to the best of my abilities to help other people, at the end of the day, it's always going to rest on your shoulders. So do not ever compare yourself to another woman, to another man, to look at your uh, abilities and your shortcomings compared to them or trying to find their shortcomings to validate yourself perfectly example is like Megan Fox. She's a beautiful lady, all this stuff, and yet she has crab thumbs. Everybody's like, oh, look at her thumbs. I'd never date somebody like, okay, calm down. If you're really pushing somebody away because of their thumbs, bro, we got issues on the inside we got to bring out to the surface, okay? 
Do not be envious. Envy will just destroy yourself from the inside out. And I'm talking about from a relationship standpoint, too. So if you're dating somebody and you're so envious of them and you keep saying, I don't understand why you're with me. You could do so much better. There's no reason. There's no way you're loyal. You're definitely cheating. There's no way. No, this, that. And you're always like just bringing them down and trying to mentally just abuse them to make them feel like crap. So they don't value themselves and they truly start to believe they're ugly. So then you feel validated to keep them in their place and a sick sense of a sick way of making yourself hold on to them and just it's disgusting man it's truly disgusting and then you're so envious of other people you try to make yourself look like these other people instead of being your unique self and just oh it's such a disgusting path to live man envy is one of the most wasted emotions that we spend energy and time on is looking at other people and just being so envious of them and their lifestyle and what they accomplish oh he's probably a rich boy oh he didn't work for it oh she doesn't even value it who are you to talk for these people are you kidding me that ain't our place why are we being so envious of it why are we hating on other people why don't we not appreciate and know that there's always somebody better off and somebody worse off than we are like, Like there was this great picture I saw once and it was about perspective, which it was beautifully told. It was this guy in a wheelchair watching this guy walk and he was like, man, I wish I could walk. Then it was this guy walking, looking at a guy on a bike and he was like, man, I wish I had a bike. Then there was this guy on a bike looking at a guy in a car and he's like, man, I wish I had that car. Then there was a guy in a car looking at this super sports car driving by. He's like, damn, I wish I had that sports car. Then that super sports car was looking at a guy in a helicopter. He's like, damn, I wish that helicopter. Then the guy in the helicopter was looking at a guy in a private jet and just so on and so forth. You get what I'm getting at. Perspective is everything. And we don't realize how good we have it until it's gone, especially with our relationships, all this stuff. If somebody's dating you, let me end this right now. They see something in you. Okay, and why wouldn't they? I'm sure you're an amazing person. Do not be so discouraged and talking down on yourself. Have the confidence to believe in yourself. You are your own unique person and you damn well deserve to have anybody in this life. Never believe anybody is above or below your quote unquote bracket or like they're out of your league. There is no league here. Okay, if you're stuck to the flesh, like we talked about with lust, one of the first three we talked about, if you're stuck in the lust phase, then sure, I'm sure you'll be able to go through a whole bracket tier of listening of a one through 10 on female look attraction and a guy look attraction. Are you kidding me? That's not how we should be doing this because attraction should not be only on the predisposed on just the outside of somebody's look, okay? This is just a shell. The shell is nothing. The inside is the most important part of you as well. Like your organs, internal organs, all that stuff. Yeah, that's the stuff that makes you run and live. Like your brain, uh, yeah, that's what helps you think and makes one of your, and that's in control of your cognitive thinking abilities, okay? Stop being so stuck on all of this dumb stuff. Do not think that anybody is over or out of your league. If they think that they're better than you, you ain't for them then trust me on this one okay you don't want to have somebody that thinks that much of themselves that's on the lust factor as well and the pride factor you don't want these people remove yourself find people who value themselves and see them as equals to everybody because we are not above or below any life form on this life that is one of the most disgusting things and why my heart hurts for animals and all this other stuff and that's why we treat them like shit we don't know that we are supposed to be the sentient beings of this planet we are supposed to be the ones that are the protectors, the nurturers, and the definitive force of always moving us progressively forward as an evolution of a species. But unfortunately, we've lost humanity from being humans. Okay? We've lost that part. So... Be very aware. Don't be jealous and envious of anybody. Carry yourself with pride. Be happy and celebrate other people's successes, please. I cannot strain this enough. Celebrate when others are victorious and also have empathy for those who are suffering. Make sure you're there for them. Pick them up when they need it and then hold them up when they're succeeding and celebrating. That is the most strongest thing I can find in somebody. If I can find a woman who loves everything I do and is so happy, celebrating it, is proud of all my accomplishments and wants to be there to enjoy them and pushes me up to a higher level and then is suffering with me when I'm suffering or feeling sick or whatever, that's the stuff you hold on to, okay? Find you someone who loves you, you. Find someone who is trying to be a better version of themselves that's growing and trying to make the best of this reality in life and has no need for any wastefulness, holding people down or bickering and gossiping about other people. Oh, my gosh. I ain't got time for that stuff. 
Sorry to my mamas. I know she, she probably won't listen to this, but I cannot stand that. I, I just, it hurts my heart to hear when the neighbor comes over and they just start bickering about people. It's like, Mama Bear, what are we doing right now? You know you better than that, too. I know you're probably just trying to be nice and listen to them, but come on. We got to, as a whole, we got to do way better than that. No more of this, please. No more envy. No more holding on to stuff. No more jealousy. Let's be better people, okay? So I think... um I railed through a lot of those. I didn't think I'd take so much time going through all seven, but I feel like that's a good one for us as well. So I'll just touch on a few things as we go. If uh, you ask me what I'm suffering the most from in my life, I've removed a lot of them. I'm no longer slothful. I work my ass off. That's why I'm sitting here at one in the morning recording a podcast for you. I'm always trying to get on top of myself. So whenever I feel myself getting slow, I kick my ass into gear. I'm not proud anymore. I'm not full with pride. I know I'm humble and I have to do a lot because I'm nobody. I'm just a man trying to do what God has given me and I'll always move forward. I'm not lustful anymore. I don't think I'm that person that's attached to looks, my greatness, all that stuff. I've removed it. I'm not attached to the flesh or any of that. There's no more wrath in my heart. I don't act emotionally enraged. I take time and think and I take my time to look forward and to benefit myself. Gluttony, unfortunately, I do still suffer from and that's one of the ones that I'm trying to fix and I'm trying to fight. That's why I do intermittent fasting and eventually I want to fast for a week and Entirely, because I think that'll be a good way for me to remove myself even more from this mortal flesh. Uh, greed, I don't care about money. And envy, nah, I'm succeeding and I'm hoping all of you win too. So I hope you guys can as well. Just try to be more careful about allowing other people to change our views of ourselves and those around us. Do not let people discourage you or to change the way you're viewing yourself. If you find anybody in your life that's trying to bring you down or hold you back or any of that stuff, don't be afraid to let them go. Don't be afraid to move forward because you have too much to accomplish in your life and too much to give the good people in your life that you should be uh, weighed down right now or you should be held to the ground and anchored because of these people who won't let you go. Let them go. It sounds like they have a lot of things they need to work on on themselves and unfortunately, it's not your job to save everybody. It's not your job to be the best fighter to fight every fight for other people. Your job is to fight for yourself and to make your life better because you can't help others if you can't help yourself. You can't love others if you don't love yourself. You can't support others if you can't support yourself. That's how it goes, man. If you're not making enough money, you can't support a family. You won't be that breadwinner. So make sure that you're very aware of that and you're trying your best to overcome all these small things because it's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. And uh, as human beings, we're suffering from all seven of these way too much. And it does hurt. It sucks to know that there's going to be a lot of these things that are going to destroy relationships, friendships, families, um, business relationships, you name it. I've suffered from a lot of it too, where I've seen a lot of this stuff go bad in my life. Uh, I've played a big part in my past relationship not working out because I can look back and take account for friendships that no longer exist, for family relationships that are not as strong as they should be. I take accountability for all of that and I'll be able to move forward. Um, the ways that we can help change it and the damage that's done is to no longer do it. It's to be aware, right? So say that you have a garden and you're overwatering it. Well, unless you're aware that you're overwatering it, you'll never stop. You'll continuously do it until you realize that you are to make a change. Say you're with somebody and they're cheating on you. You'll never be able to make a change in that until you find out what's going on to make a choice. You have to have the amplitude amount of insight and info if you want to make a change. So start with the man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror. Make sure you can look at yourself to better yourself, to remove yourself from sin. And as somebody who's sitting here, and I'm not touting this, I'm not boasting it, I'm just being open and honest with you. It is possible. You can remove all of these from your life and you will see how much clearer your mind is, how much more appreciative you are for life, and how much your heart hurts to know about how many people out there are fighting battles internally that we'll never know about. How many people are fighting these negative thoughts of themselves that the world has created? How many of these young people, or even older now, have went through bad family relationships uh, with their parents, their upbringing, with relationships, with friendships, with people taking advantage of them, of not understanding them, using them, and they'll never truly be able to heal from it because they have never been able to accept what was done, to forgive what happened to them, and then to rewrite their story. Because we get stuck and we always play the same thing in our mind. And it's not even trying to say that a lot of people want to be the victim, but we get stuck in that mindset. And then we eventually become a permanent victim because we no longer know how to save ourselves from ourselves. So try your best to. 
Try to be a little easier on yourself, okay? <laughs> don't be so hard on yourself, man. We've already went through too much as humans that we don't need to be adding more on ourselves when we should be able to help ourselves. You're going to always be there for yourself. And I'm thankful to know that I could be that one more person in your life that will always be there for yourself. I'll always be there for you. That's why I challenge myself. That's why I do these shows and I'll pay these shows till my dying day to keep them updating and always available for you. So if you ever need to listen to them, I'm here for you. So you can just reach out and give me your love. Oh man, feels good to do this. I didn't know where this was going to take me and how far I was going to go on this whole discussion, but being able to break down one by one, I have a really good now interpretation of what I need to do to benefit myself, to help more people around me, to help them realize more of what we're all suffering from as human beings and how we can better it for a better surrounding and a better society. And I think if we can remove most of these and kind of get back to living more of like the uh, followings of the Ten Commandments and stuff and just being good people and just loving one another and just, you know, what's the best thing I'll say right here? There's a lot of truth to when somebody says, treat others the way you want to be treated. <laughs> it, it goes a long way. If you want good to come to you, do good. If you want to be loved by somebody, just love people. Attract the type of environment you want by being that type of individual you wish to find. So as they say, you want to find a wife? Well, are you carrying yourself like a husband? Uh, be honest with yourself. Are you? Because if you ain't, good luck trying to find a wife. You're probably out there just being a boyfriend, so that's why you keep finding girlfriends, okay? Be open with yourself. Be loving and never stop working on yourself. And as a man who went to Vegas, emceed events, went through all of that and can sit here and look back and say, yeah, Vegas is the city of sin, man. <laughs> and I'm glad I'm one that doesn't yearn for any of that. So much love, y'all. I hope you guys had a good time and uh, I thank you for being a part of the show, this brand, and just seeing where it goes and being along with this adventure with me. So since I'm doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes, starting the new anime podcast I talked about, which drops next month, uh, it'll be called the Anime Senpai Podcast, where I'm your senpai into the anime world for fun entertainment, anime hot takes, and just entertainment back to its core. I'm also going to start finally recording these uh, YouTube videos for Shallow Oceans, which, uh, by the way, I was trying to last weekend is do the first ones but a uh, fun fact i ate major shit on my longboard and my body is so torn up i have so bad road brash like road burn deep cuts and jagged scars all over my right arm my knees my hand on my left hand i'm a mess i got destroyed and had to skate back and defeat and lay just like lifeless after i put not rubbing alcohol, but it's like the cleaning solution that you put on your wounds. It was like, I forgot what it's called, but that stuff burns, by the way. I've seen videos of people put that stuff on their cuts and wounds. It's like the the brown bottle. It's like hydroxychloroquine. No, it's, that's like a, that's a thing you take for COVID. I don't remember what it's called, but I think it's, I thought it was rubbing alcohol, but it's something else. But when you put that stuff on your cuts, open wound cuts, oh my God, you'll see it fizzing up because it's killing all the bacteria around it. Whoo! I thought tattoo was a lot of pain, especially like the alcohol wipe they do at the end. Nah, fam. This was a whole nother level of pain. I couldn't sleep right. I'm exhausted now because I finally got some sleep last night. I'm hurting. So all I'm saying is I planned to do it last weekend, but something came up. So this weekend I'm back on that grind. So y'all, I love you so much. Thank you for being a part of this adventure and part of my family and staying a while and listening. If you want to get some info and follow along with all my journeys and the fun motivational videos I need, if you want some in a short, quick format, go to Shallow Oceans on Instagram and follow it for me. There I give you guys my face, my energy, my positivity. And I did one that was on a fun one. It was about relaxing and enjoying the moments. I did one about the protect the children. I'll do another one on the sin one this coming up week. <sighs> a lot to do. So I can't be slothful, right? <laughs> Thank you for staying a while and listening and being a part of this journey with me throughout this adventure we call life and seeing where it takes us. Because I know every step along the way, I'll have you guys with me to help me if I fall. And likewise, if you ever need somebody to get you back up again, just turn on this podcast. I'm always here for you. Reach out to any platform. I will always respond to you. I'm so excited to see what happens in our lives ahead of us. It won't be a month when you hear from me again. That's a promise. So in a world that seems so vast, it's really not as deep as you think. I'll see you all next week. Next week.